Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Uh, Rip-roaring, ready to go, daddy-o. Let's <laughs> get more dramatic every day, these openings. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out Sometimes I watch ways. our show on, on YouTube afterwards. I'm like, gosh, Joe's excited to be here today. So I got a stacked show for you today. Right. Um, the Mueller team uh, embarrassing and defacing themselves in front of the public. Again, this disgraceful, mm-hmm. grotesque mm-hmm. operation. Mm-hmm. Again, I can't say in strong enough terms with the Mueller probe, anyone out there who believes Mueller was a good guy, a white hat or whatever, you have been grossly misinformed. This team of anti-Trump <laughs> witch hunting hacks is a disgrace. And the stunt they pulled last night with this New York Times, exactly, big, big thumbs down you bet, with the New York Times and the Washington Post is abhorrent. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on, what this leak from the Mueller team, the leak is essentially this. The Mueller witch hunters are now saying, well, the Bill Barr attorney general summary of our report really doesn't show how awful Trump was. Um, Okay, that was due to unnamed officials making unspecified claims. I'm going to get into what's really going on and the grotesque conduct of this disgraced absurd, outrageous probe. All right, let's get right into it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at FilterBuy. Hey, according to the CDC, about 7 million people are getting hit with the cold and flu this year. A lot of people think uh, getting sick has to do with the cold weather. That's not the case, folks. Um, A lot of it has to do with being indoors a lot. You spend more time inside, exposed to higher concentrations of airborne pollutants. You know, sometimes the air is not fresh inside your house because you have poor air filters. The air circulation is bad. Change those air filters. Improve your chances against the cold and flu. I just got over a cold. Start by improving the quality of your air with FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They uh, build their... uh, we're great products right here in the great old USA, by the way. This is one of those things that's easy to kick down, the, kick the can down the road and forget about. But you got to change those air filters. Go to your computer now. Order your new air filter today. Even if you don't need it right this second, keep that backup ready to go. Sign up for auto delivery with FilterBuy, and you'll save 5% off your order. These guys are great. Their filters are incredibly priced. They have over 600 different sizes, including custom options that ship free within 24 hours. They manufacture all their filters right here in America, and uh, you'll save money. You'll save yourself time. You'll give yourself an edge. Just cold and flu season. This is a really great company. Um, they've been with me for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, we all need air filters in our house. I know it's not something that's on your mind all the time, but let's use companies that uh, you know want to be here, want to talk to you. This is a really terrific company. It's filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Do us a favor. Tell them Dan Bongino sent you. When you go over there, buy your air filters today from a great American company. Produces here in the USA. Wants to be here talking to you. That's filterby.com. Filterbuy.com. We love filterby. Okay, let's get right to it. So this Ding, 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 ding. Round one. This disgraceful, grotesque conduct. Here's what happened last night. Watching the news, uh, laying in bed, ready to go to sleep after I'd done this Lou Dobbs hit. And I find out that leaks are coming from the Mueller probe. Again, from, this is a quote from the piece, folks. Unnamed officials, in other words, anonymous cowards, um, with making unspecified claims. Here's a headline at the Hill. Some Mueller team members say the final report is more damaging to Trump than the bar summary suggests. Uh, new according to the New York Times, I refuse to put the New York Times headline up because I can't stand the New York Times. It's not a serious news outlet anymore. Um, it is the equivalent of a tabloid magazine. Folks, here's what's going on right now. 
The Mueller team could not fabricate evidence. These were awful, horrible actors. Mueller couldn't stand Trump. Uh, He picked Andrew Weissman as his lead bulldog who hated Donald Trump. He picked two attorneys for the team, uh, Jeannie Ree and uh, Aaron Zebley, one who had served as outside counsel to the Clinton Foundation, Jeannie Ree, and another one in Aaron Zebley who astonishingly had represented Justin Cooper, who's alleged to be the guy who destroyed the Blackberries in the Clinton email case. I mean, could you, of all the lawyers in all the world, could Mueller have picked people any worse? The answer is no, and he did it on purpose because Mueller didn't care about the optics or how it looked. He just cared about going after Trump. Now, the problem with Mueller's probe from the beginning is you cannot fabricate evidence that doesn't exist. You can't. Folks, we don't do conspiracy theories or nonsense stuff here. I think, you know, that's obvious for our regular listeners. Mueller could not attribute comments to people that they didn't make. He can't fabricate it. This this pen was used in the signing of a, of a collusion deal between Trump and the Russians. No. His fingerprints are on it. Eventually, you'd have to process the pen and actually get a fingerprint, okay? It didn't happen. Mueller's Mueller's a a conniver, and he's not a good guy. I don't like the way he handled this thing at all. But he's not going to fabricate evidence. He's not stupid, okay? They didn't have any evidence of collusion. So as we said on, on, on the shows last week and on Monday's show where we put together the timeline, Mueller likely knew in July of 2017 that July of 2017, just months after he was hired, that this collusion was fake. So they set up an ongoing obstruction probe after that. That's why they asked for the revived scope memo and new responsibilities, because they couldn't investigate collusion that didn't exist. This is pathetic. Here's what's happening now. Bill Barr, the new attorney general, who I think has been doing a really good job, before he was selected as attorney general and confirmed by the Senate, before, follow me here, he writes a, a memo. And in this bar memo, he lays out the case that there is no way Donald Trump, based on what he only knew publicly, because Barr wasn't privy to any inside info. Remember, he mm-hmm. was just a civilian when he wrote this, right. okay? Right. Barr wrote a memo. He was not under consideration for attorney general at the time, contrary to what moronic leftists want to tell you. And in that memo, he lays out the case that there is no possible way Donald Trump could have obstructed justice based on what happened with the firing of Jim Comey and the Russia probe. The memo was laid out beautifully. It, it, it cites legal precedent. It is a brilliant memo. Follow me here. This is important. Barr is then selected to become the attorney general confirmed by the Senate. He is the attorney general now. The Mueller probe, this is where it gets devious. And Joe, I need you to put your antenna on and pay close attention because if it doesn't make sense to you, it won't make sense to the audience. We'll do. Keep in mind the lead here. Mm -hmm. Mueller knows in July of 2017 collusion's a hoax. Instead of wrapping up his investigation into collusion, he keeps an obstruction probe ongoing to damage Trump, as we laid out on Monday. Mm -hmm. I believe he only stops this case When Whitaker takes over the DOJ, Matthew Whitaker is the acting and then Bill Barr is the AG because he knows now the DOJ is going to hold him to account. Cool so far. Yep. Okay, great. Mueller has read the memo, the Barr memo, before Barr is under consideration for AG. He clearly knows that Barr knows something that sane people know, but that Mueller doesn't want out there. (laughs) What does Mueller know that the rest of sane America knows that Mueller disagrees with. 
Mueller knows, pursuant to the Barr memo, that there's a strong likelihood that Barr believes his obstruction case into Trump, Mueller's that is, is hooey, mm-hmm. is garbage. And he knows something else, folks. He knows that Barr is already on the record having written this down because this memo exists. Ah. You, 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 this is the strategic genius (laughs) of Bob Mueller. And I say genius in a malevolent way. I don't mean this as a compliment at all. Right. So what does Mueller do? Remember, he can't fabricate a fingerprint on a pen to sign a collusion deal. Yeah. Collusion's done. So he he's forced in this 400-page report, which we're going to see soon, or portions of it, he is forced in there to acknowledge that collusion doesn't exist. We already know that because Barr's already quoted the report and summarized it for us. Mm-hmm. It's crystal clear there's no collusion. I, I Don't listen to idiots in the leftist media. The, the summary is crystal clear. It uses quotes from the actual report. Collusion's dead. It's not dead because Mueller exonerated Trump. Trump exonerated Trump. There's no evidence. That's takeaway number one. The obstruction case, however, you can, I don't want to say fabricate evidence, but let's just say, Joe, you can massage evidence because obstruction's not a black or white crime. Hmm. Bank robbery is, Joe. Can we agree? If Joe robbed the bank, he either robbed it or he didn't. Mm -hmm. Joe's either in the bank, handing the teller a note, Or he's not. Right. Obstruction of justice is one of these crimes. When I was with the NYPD, we would um, joke around. We had things like this, like disorderly conduct. You know, we would jokingly call it, uh, you know, uh, piracy on the open seas. (laughs) Like it's a joke because it was one of those crimes where it was a judgment call. You know, did a guy engage in disorderly conduct or not? You know, Joe, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was up to the cop's judgment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, very well. Was the conduct disorderly? (laughs) You know, yes, it was disorderly. You know, you may have talked to another cop on the scene. Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't disorderly. (laughs) In other words, ladies and gentlemen, obstruction is the piracy on the open seas of federal law enforcement. It's a judgment call. Did Donald Trump suggesting to Lester Holt in an an NBC interview that, uh, you know, after the firing of Comey, he knew Russia was a made up story? That's that's the quote, by the way, that, you know, this Russia thing was a made up story. Leftists believe that's obstruction. Sane people are like, what are you talking about? He fired Jim Comey and in the next sentence says, you know what? I knew this Russia thing was a made up story. It is a made up story. Yeah. He didn't say he fired. He, he never, ever in that NBC interview said he fired Jim Comey because he was investigating him on Russia. He never. That's a leftist myth mm-hmm. that has been entirely, completely debunked. He said, you know, with this Russia thing, it was a made up story. It was a made up story. He's been vindicated, Donald Trump. Where am I going with this? Mm -hmm. It's important now. This is takeaway number two. Number one, Mueller did not exonerate Trump on collusion. Trump exonerated Trump. There's no evidence. Number two, Mueller understands this is a judgment call. Now, rather than making the judgment himself, what does he do, Joe? He leaves it an open question, Uh does not exonerate Trump on obstruction, and hands the football over to who? Bill Barr, the attorney general, who Mueller already knows Mm -hmm. has a memo out there 
laying out the case about how Donald Trump could not possibly have obstructed justice in the firing of Jim Comey. Think about what that does now. Instead of Mueller, what he's been obliged to do, make a make a call on the obstruction thing, mm-hmm. he passes it off to Barr, knowing the Democrats are going to do what, Joe? Are going to yeah. immediately accuse Barr of what? A conflict of interest right. because Barr's already written a memo. Folks. Yep, we're following. We're following. We're cool. Did you get what Mueller did? Yeah. Instead of Mueller doing the right thing. Yes. And making... Now... Making the call on obstruction. Mm -hmm. He had to make the call on collusion because there was none. Right. But collusion either happened or didn't. It's the bank robbery of this case. Either there was a bank robbery or there wasn't. Mueller cannot make the bank robbery up. On obstruction, he can. So you may be saying to yourself at home, okay, I I, I get it. He passes the football to Barr, Mm -hmm. knowing Barr's already through his memo, said that Trump did not commit obstruction, knowing that Democrats are going to say, look, look what happened. <laughs> look what happened. Bill Barr already wrote this memo. This is a conflict of interest. Did Trump obstructed justice? I want impeachment. You may be saying to yourself, okay, Maybe. I get that. All right. But why wouldn't Mueller just make that call himself, right, Joe? Okay, I mean, yeah. why, why would Mueller, why wouldn't Mueller, if he wanted to nail Trump on obstruction, why create this cloud through Barr if Mueller could just write the report himself and say Trump obstructed justice. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a reason for that, too. And this is why these leaks are coming out now. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if Mueller charges Trump or anyone on the Trump team with obstruction of justice, at some point there's likely to be an impeachment proceeding. After the president it would be impeached if, the, you know, if that happens. Or after the president were to leave office, President Trump, the president can be indicted out of office. Uh Meaning what, Joe? Follow me. They would have to go to trial. Mm -hmm. Mueller knows the obstruction case against Trump is a complete, total loser. Loser with an L. (laughs) There is zero chance in a criminal trial, a guy, President Trump, who literally told Jim Comey, according to Comey's own memos, to investigate his satellites or people on his team who may have done something wrong. And there is zero chance that the deputy director of the FBI who testified under oath in front of Congress, there was no effort to obstruct his investigation. There is zero chance when that evidence presented at trial that Mueller's team would have won a case against an impeached president who was indicted. Mueller would have been embarrassed, which would have done... I know, folks, we're getting into level 10 here, but this is really important. The breaking news last night is critical. What would have happened then, Joe, if the Mm. president was impeached because you thought he obstructed justice and then is put on trial for obstructing justice, and in the trial, Bob Mueller's team gets laughed out of court? Mm Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the damage done to our democracy if the Democrats and rhino Republicans were to have impeached a president on an obstruction charge that was summarily laughed out of court? Can you imagine how the American people would feel? Wait, let me get this straight. Mm. We elected the president. You impeached on an obstruction charge that a federal court mocked openly and thought was ridiculous. That is why Mueller 
and his team of witch-hunting, conniving fools did not dare, dare make a call on the obstruction thing. They did the most cowardly thing possible. They said, well, you know, we don't have evidence to convict him of obstruction, but we don't exonerate him either. Right, yeah. Your whole job as a special counsel, Joe, was to make a call on this. They passed it off to Barr Mm -hmm. to do extensive political damage to the president because they were too cowardly to charge the president, to charge the president after he left office, to charge the president in a memo which could be used for impeachment Mm -hmm. with the crime of obstruction of justice, knowing they had no case. So they passed it off to Barr, knowing Barr had already written this memo and knowing that the cowardly conspiracy theorist Democrats, these chumps like Adam Shifty Schiff and Slimy Swalwell would run in front of the cameras and say, oh, Barr's got a conflict of interest here. You know, Mueller left it open on obstruction and Barr already wrote that memo. So, of course, there's a conflict of interest. The president committed obstruction. Not only that, he's colluding with Barr. Erroneous. Erroneous on all counts. (laughs) Thank you, Vince. Now, do the leaks make sense, Joe? Yes. Yes. The leaks last night. This is the breaking news last night. Yeah. About how people on the Mueller team, unnamed officials, cowards, chumps, I'll name them, chumps, uh-huh, Captain uh-huh. Chump, Lieutenant Chump, and and, uh, and Corporal Chump, and Sergeant Chump in there too. Mm. Unnamed chumps made unspecified claims. <laughs> now, if you read the Times piece, that, uh, uh, can we put the headline up again from the Hill? That it's very specific. About what they say. They say it could be more. I mean, excuse me. It's very, it's not, it's unspecific that they say the final report is more damaging to Trump than the bar summary suggests. If you read the Times piece, they're intimating here, Joe, not about collusion. Mm-hmm. They're intimating that the obstruction thing is damaging. 10 4. Yeah. You yeah, get it? Yes. They're yes. not. They're not saying that the collusion, because the collusion thing is dead. I can't say this enough. You must understand this. You can't fabricate a fingerprint on the pen that doesn't exist. There was nothing there. The Mueller investigation continued for 600 days after July of 2017. Despite them knowing there was no collusion. They needed to nail him on something, and they zeroed in on obstruction. That's why they went back to Rosenstein for this revised scope memo. They found nothing on obstruction either that would stand in court. So they passed the football to bar like cowards. Mm. They refused to make a decision because they lose in trial. They then wait for Barr to summarize their memo. Barr makes a call saying, hey, there's no evidence of obstruction here. I'm sorry. And then these coward chumps, unnamed officials making unspecified claims, start to leak to their media people, Joe. You know, on the obstruction thing, this makes Trump look really bad, which does what? Mm. Gets the press people to make the connection. Trump appointed Barr. Barr wrote a memo before he was appointed about how obstruction couldn't possibly be true. Wow. Therefore, Trump had to be colluding with Barr. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why they're leaking this. Folks, if I can just, again, I hate to keep plugging this, but it's super important. So my second book is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble for pre-order. 
Um, I, I don't mean to beat you to death. I've been working super hard on this and it matters to me, this project. It's called Exonerated, the failed takedown of Donald Trump by the swamp. I'm telling you, I have some explosive connections on this in the book and I can't, I, I can't, I don't want to give them all up yet. It's like the reveal, and for a reason, I'm still working on it, but I made a connection today and this morning that is in this book that's going to blow your mind and it's going to show you exactly how awful this Mueller probe was. This is the leaks. Understand. So please, if you don't mind, pick it up. We're trying to get an idea of the pre-orders uh, on pre how many we should print because it's really been incredible. We were number 12 last week. So if you wouldn't mind picking up, I would mm. deeply appreciate it on pre-order. I just, again, I don't mean to beat you over the head with it. I'm very sorry about that, but uh, I'm working really hard on it and we'd love to get an idea so we can print just enough copies. Um, but this is critical. The leak last night, unspecified people, saying that, oh, you know, Mueller's report is really damaging to Trump and the obstruction thing. Mm -hmm. They're only doing that to wink and a nod to the media and there's conspiracy theorist Democrat friends. This is the Mueller people, by the way. Right. This disgraceful team he assembled to get them to make the connection that, hey, we handed the ball to Barr and Barr was already corrupted. They weren't supposed to hand the football right. to Barr. They were supposed to make a call on obstruction, and they didn't do it because they had no case. But they certainly could start a conspiracy theory by leaving it open-ended, handing it to Barr, letting Barr make the call, and then leaking to the media afterwards with unspecified claims how there's damaging information about obstruction in the report. Now watch what's going to happen next. We have called this thing from day one. Yes, this is a pat on the back. We have called this from day one about obstruction. Yes. As our friend, audience archivist Judy S. has noted, we called this a year ago about this obstruction thing. Yeah. How this was going to happen. Because I had people cue me in on this. Watch what's going to happen next. They will release, likely in a week or two, the Mueller report that's alleged to have damaging information about obstruction. There will be significant redactions in that report because in that report, there will be grand jury information that they are legally prohibited from putting out there. Watch what's going to happen next. Mark the day. It is now 1030 or so Eastern time. What is it? April 4th, yes. Thursday. Mark the date. What's going to happen next is even the report issued, the Mueller report, is going to just double down on the exoneration of Trump on collusion. And it's going to have stuff we knew about publicly, the Lester Holt interview and things like that. So the Democrats aren't going to have anything new in the report. But what they will have, Joe, is a bunch of blacked out redactions. And they're going to say yeah. what? Oh, that's where all the obstruction stuff is, folks. But you just can't see it. Watch. And what's going to happen? The Mueller witch hunters, these discredited hacks who worked for Mueller, these Democrat activists who went after Trump on obstruction, despite knowing collusion was a fairy tale, will start leaking to the media again, Joe. Well, you know, you, you didn't see the whole thing. And there's really super extra bad yeah, stuff in there. Yada, 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 yada. You say it. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada is right. Right, yeah. Was that, Paula, you were a big, was that, a, you were a big Seinfeld fan, right? <laughs> that was an episode, right? The yada, yada, yada thing? It was. Oh, my wife so. loved Seinfeld. 
That show is great. That is some classic episodes. You know, I've got hand. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when George does everything backwards and it works. He curses out George Steinbrenner. He gets a promotion yeah. for his Yankees job. <laughs> Watch. This is what's going to, the yada, Joe, you had it. It's going to be the yada, 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 yada talking yeah. point. In other words, the yada, yada, yada is nothing. It's meaningless. In other words, the redactions are meaningless because we haven't seen them. Right. But the Democrats are going to say, what you haven't seen is the real evidence of obstruction, which is going to be fed to the media and dutifully responded to by, by Mueller team unnamed officials who will say, yeah, that's the really bad stuff. <laughs> this is total Garbage, garbage, extensive garbage time. As Marv Albert, the old New York Knicks announcer, used to say when they were down by 30 in the fourth quarter, right. we are in extensive garbage time, folks. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. That they had the center, the backup guy. I forget his name, Greg something. That's when he'd come in. The game was over. Ewing came out of the game. It was done. Mark it. Mark the show. This is the next step in this disgraceful Mueller episode. I'm telling you, this second book I'm writing eviscerates the Mueller probe like you've never seen. You will never look at this thing the same way again. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at OpenFit. Hey, I love this program. You want convenience. You want to get in shape. You want to be able to do it on your own time, your own schedule from your own house. You, you're doing yourself a huge disservice if you don't check out OpenFit. Let me just tell you a couple of the great workouts. You want to work out in 600 seconds? Try their workout. 600 seconds. You're, you're training for a Tough Mudder or any one of those races out there? They have a Tough Mudder prep course there. You will get in shape. Like Paula was just telling me how much she loves these programs. Were you not Miss Paula Bongino? Thank you. Right before the show. Open Fit is bringing you something new. It makes it easier to never miss a sweat session. Lose the commute to the gym. Let the workout comes to you. Come to you. Open Fit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit out of it. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. These programs are terrific. Everyone's bodies are different. Open Fit gets that. Customize this stuff to you. They have all these personalized programs, which is why it's personalized to meet your needs with custom tailored original content they have amazing trainers and classes open fit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world sculpt your body with andrea rogers founder of the worldwide sensation extend barre worldwide sensation excuse me all right get in crazy good shape but hunter mcintyre named by sports illustrator is one of the top 50 fittest athletes these trainers know how to get results quick super simple forget the complexity and stress around getting in shape work out on your schedule 600 seconds with celebrity trainer Devin Wiggins. It's a killer program, by the way. Packs the fat burning, muscle building, and body sculpting benefits of much longer sections into a fraction of a time. Access it anywhere, anytime. You view it on your computer, web-enabled TV, your tablet, smartphone, even Roku. Lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. Flatten your abs, shape your body, look and feel great. Open Fits change the way I work out. Use my code DANB. You can join me on a fitness journey. Join Paula too. A personalized just for you. Again, use my code DANB and start using Open Fit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the Open Fit 30 day challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to Open Fit. You lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text DANB to 303030. Text Dan B to 303030. Text Dan B to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. Again, text Dan B to 303030. You will love it. These are really, really high-end programs. They're terrific. Okay. Um, I wanted to move on quickly. Uh, you know what? 
Paul, I know I told you I'd lift and shift a little bit. Can we get that legal insurrection piece up? So I've been getting a lot of emails on this Secret Service story at Mar-a-Lago, and uh-huh. I have deliberately not commented on it until I had the information, which, again, I can't emphasize to you enough on this show, folks. I, am, I have absolutely no desire to be first on anything. Um, I want to be right on everything, if possible. There will be occasional screw-ups, but I waited, and I've done my homework, and now I have some information for you. Here's the story, legal insurrection today. Um, A Chinese national was arrested and charged after carrying malicious software into Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago is uh, a a, a beautiful place down here. It's a club uh, that Trump owns. It's it's about 10, 15 miles, uh, maybe 20 miles south of where I live in Martin County, Florida. So the story is this. Um, a Chinese national with some uh, a computer and some malicious software on a thumb drive entered into the facility. She was not supposed to be there. She was caught, uh, and she's now being prosecuted by the Secret Service. There's a lot of misinformation about this. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not paid by the Secret Service to put out any talking points uh, or anything like that. I'm simply here to deliver to you the facts. Here's what really happened. Yes, this was a serious incident being treated by everyone very seriously, I assure you. Mm-hmm. But there's some confusion here. Again, nobody's happy about what happened. This isn't some kind of, uh, you know, everybody's out there celebrating, popping corks on the, off the champagne. But the blame that was instantly thrown at the Secret Service, I can tell you from experience, was ridiculous because they. I don't think people truly understand how the system works. Folks, just quickly on this, because I want to move on. I've got a ton of stuff to get to today, but... The Secret Service does not admit people or or keep people out of a site if they are not a security threat. I I, I cannot emphasize this enough. Joe, I know you've heard this a thousand times. You've been with I, yeah, me forever mm-hmm. since we started the show in 2015. But for some of our newer listeners, I don't think people understand that. The Secret Service is responsible for security. We are not ticket checkers. If the staff or a host committee or someone at Mar-a-Lago who's been authorized by the staff to allow someone into a site, says this person can come in. We make sure they're not a do not admit. In other words, they're not a terror threat. They don't have a criminal background. And we make sure they're not carrying weapons. That That's it. Do you understand that? We don't do, I don't say we, I don't work there anymore, but having deep body of experience with the yeah. Secret Service in my 12 years there and having conducted lead advances all over the planet on this, we don't make those calls. It is, it is, if, let me give you a quick example of this. When I was working with Barack Obama's team, and I, I mean this, if Barack Obama wants to admit a guy into a site or a woman, and that person is, 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 is showing all the signs of being like not a good person. Mm-hmm. They're sweating. They look nervous. But the staff says to you, I want that person in here. I want them to take a picture with the president. They go through a magnetometer. They'll go through a checkpoint. We will do the handheld. We'll make sure they don't pop up on any do not admit list. And ladies and gentlemen, they're coming in. This may surprise you, but we don't make those calls. Now, if the person pops up on a felony do not admit list as being an al-Qaeda terrorist, we're going to get with the staff right quick and say, hey, buddy, this is a real problem. But ladies and gentlemen, even then on foreign trips, there are people who go into meetings with the president. The staff will make the call on where they're it's questionable. Yeah. And the Secret Service will say, I don't think this is a good idea. The staff makes the call. 
I say that because the woman at Mar-a-Lago who got in there with the computer and the malware, it was not the Secret Service's call. The staff on the host committee said, let her in. They mistakenly thought she was a, a, a the daughter of a member. I'm wow. not absolving anybody responsible. I'm not carrying water for the Secret Service. I had no interest in doing that. I'm just telling you how this works. It If the staff says let them in, they get in. I mean, this is one of the few areas of expertise I'm uniquely qualified in podcasting and conservative talk to giving you input on. There have been many times a staff and a host committee, the Obama and Bush administration has said, let him in, where I've been like, uh, you sure? Yeah, let her in. All right. Yeah. You're in the magnetometer. Turn around. Got anything on you? Get an ID? I'm just giving you the facts, folks. So you're informed. And, and the reason I bring this up, I want to be clear, is because the left is again... Using this as ammunition to attack Trump through the Secret Service. Look, Trump's so disorganized. Mar-a-Lago, huge breakdown in security. Yeah. Trump shouldn't go to... You said, The stories are right. Mm-hmm. Read them yourself. Now you know the facts. It was a screw-up. The staff should not have let this woman in. It's clear she was up to something and they're no good. She was caught, luckily. She shouldn't have been in in the first place. Let me be clear. But you need to understand how security works. We secure them. We're not ticket takers. If you got a ticket, which is a pass from the host committee, hey, come in, you're in. Simple as that. Don't fall for the media hype. Trump, chaos, and Mar-a-Lago. So stupid. Um, okay. Uh, you know, it's a great story. Hat tip to the uh, listener who sent it in. You know who you are. Uh, may have been Mitchell. He sends a lot of stories. Story from Forbes, ladies and gentlemen, as 2020 heats up, you are going to see a renewed push for this absurd, outrageous, you know, Medicare for all proposal, which is not Medicare for all. It's Medicare for none. Um, it's government controlled health care for all. I want to be crystal clear on that. Here's the story of Forbes by Sally Pipes. Britain's version of Medicare for all is struggling with long waits for care. Well, it's struggling with a lot more. This is a devastating piece available in the show notes today. Go to Bongino.com. Please subscribe to my email list. I'll email these stories right to you. But read this. It is really good. It's a short piece, but it nails why government-run healthcare absolutely stinks to the heavens. First, this Medicare for All push, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, and others, is a disaster. It is not Medicare for all. It is government-run healthcare. You may say, Joe, Why are they calling it Medicare for all then? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the term Medicare in focus groups generally polls well. So instead of calling it what it is, a government takeover of health care, they call it Medicare for all, thinking seniors that vote will say, well, I like my Medicare, so maybe we'll vote for this plan. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not Medicare for all. Your Medicare, if you're a senior, will be bankrupted by a massive expansion of government benefits to people who can pay for them themselves. Mm. Now, let's go to the piece. There are three monster takeaways from this piece, and the lead is clear. Medicare for all, in other words, government-run health care, is already being tried in Britain, and it is collapsing on multiple fronts. Point number one from the piece. Waiting lists, ladies and gentlemen, look at this snippet. You want government-controlled health care? You sure? 
Nearly a quarter of a million British patients have been waiting. This is unbelievable, Joe. More than six months to receive planned <laughs> medical treatment from the National Health Service, according to a recent report from the Royal College of Surgeons. The Royal College of Surgeons. Oh. <laughs> Wait, it goes on. This is bad. I should not. But the, the Royal College of Surgeons. That sounds so official. More than 36,000, Joe, have been in treatment queues, lines, yeah. for nine months or more. People will die. Folks. <laughs> yes. Perfectly timed. Yes, Bernie, people will die on waiting lists. You're darn right. 250,000 people have waited six months or more for health care because the government's telling them no. That is an astonishing number. Now, if you're interested in basic healthcare economics, facts and data. In other words, and I'm not talking about liberals. I'm talking about people who are interested in facts and stuff. Liberals are interested in emotion. Mm-hmm. Why this rationing by waiting list is happening is obvious, Joe. Let me explain simple. It's not even Econ 101. It's Econ 00001. In other words, common sense. Uh-huh. There are two ways to allocate scarce resources. A doctor's time, medicine, Whatever it may be, a hospital bed is a scarce resource. It is not unlimited, correct? Correct. A doctor has an eight to 10 hour workday. His time is limited. A hospital has a certain number of beds. Their beds are limited. All resources in medicine, all are scarce. There are two and only two ways to allocate hospital beds, a doctor's time, injections, vaccinations, whatever they may be, because they are all scarce. One is to use the free market to price those items, which allows people to work to pay for them. When those things get in short supply, prices go up. When prices go up, what happens? Competitors come in, Joe. Again, this is econ 0000001 For people who have common sense, when prices go up in a free market, competitors come in, Joe, and say, wow, those are high prices. We can make some money. And they compete with other companies to produce more hospitals and beds, which does what, Joe? Increases the supply and drives the price down. This has only happened throughout human history with every single item subjected to free market pressure. LASIK surgery, plastic surgery, flat screen TVs, computers, iPhones, uh, lasers for your shoulder. This thing really helps my shoulder. This is a laser I put on my shoulder. Uh, Vitamin B12 spray, uh, can openers from, uh, this is from one of our sponsors, BattleBox. Uh, Nail clippers, in case you get a hangnail. What else? What other items do we have here? iPhones, paper-made pens, uh, Sennheiser, as Joe calls them, cans. Normal people call them earphones. I'm just normal. I'm that kid. Joe's normal. I'm just joking. He's my buddy. I love Joe. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? We have a flat screen TV and a batch of TV, folks, in the background. Shirts, Cobra 427. All of the prices on these items have come down. I, right. I can't believe we have to do this, but liberals watch the show, can't figure out basic economics. <laughs> All of the prices on these items, Joseph, have come down over time yeah. because competitors in shirts, remotes, 
pens, nail clippers, and everything else have come in and not allowed one producer to charge monopoly prices. How about that? When the government... How about about that? that? How about that? When the government creates a monopoly, there is only one producer, and the producer of that product is government. Yep. So the first way is pricing. When the government is the only producer of funds to pay for an item... You have rationing, rationing baby. because the price system doesn't work because you can't bid up the price. Bidding up the price of healthcare is a good thing. Why? Why? Liberals, oh, oh, did he just say that? Because competitors come in and then bid the price down. Why do you think plastic surgery is, is so cost effective? Whew. You can go in and have plastic surgery in Colombia and other places for like $1,000. Because competitors came in in a free market and said, I can do it cheaper. Is this hard? Liberals, is this hard for you? When the government gets involved and there is no price control, control of prices by competitors, what happens? They have to be rationed. The hospital beds, there are no competitors. There are no new hospital beds. So the hospital beds they have have to be rationed. You have a thousand patients who have to fit in a hundred hospital beds. What do you do, Joe? You ration them. One out of 10 people gets a hospital bed. And usually it's the most connected. That is why nine out of 10 people, Paula, can you, if you don't mind putting up that, that screenshot again, that is why nine out of 10 people are waiting on a waiting list. That's why 250,000 people are waiting six months or more. Okay. Takeaway number two from this excellent Forbes piece. I thought, you you know, you government-controlled medicine. Oh, it's so much better. Gosh, people, they love this government-controlled medicine. It's so great. The results are so much better. Really? Because here's a quote from the piece. Unsurprisingly, Joe, British cancer patients fare worse than those in the United States. Yeah. Only 81% of breast cancer patients in the United Kingdom live at least five years after diagnosis. How is that? I thought it was wonderful. Compared to the United States, where the survival rate over five years for breast cancer is 89%. Eight percentage points higher. How is that? Oh, it goes on. Just 83% of patients in the UK live five years after a prostate cancer diagnosis versus 97% here, a 14 percentage point difference. Wow. The NHS, Joe, also routinely denies patients access to treatment. This is insane. More than half of their clinical commissioning groups, which plan healthcare services within their local regions, are rationing cataract surgery. Cataracts, like you'll go blind. They call it a procedure, Joe, quote, of limited clinical value. <laughs> yeah, you know, Joe, that eyesight thing is totally overrated. Man. Limited clinical value. Like seeing, like seeing stuff. Hold on, let me do this. Folks, you need your eyesight. This is, let me sound a very serious note. Yeah. I had an, an, a great aunt, Natalie. She was, she's since passed. My, uh, my cousin is named after her. She went blind later in life. And I'll tell you, and I mean, it was devastating to my family. She was, I think, in her 60s or 70s. And forgive me, because it was young. I was young when it happened. Limited clinical value. It changed everything. I mean, she required care from that point on. And and she, I, I'm obviously uh, not blind. and But she had said to us, when, you know, because, you know, obviously she only her sight was affected. Not her, her, she was fine. I mean, psychologically, there was no mental impairment or anything. Mm-hmm. 
But I remember her telling me, you know, she almost wished she had been born blind at that point because once you, her whole life, she had spent with perfect visual acuity and then lost it. It was devastating for her, devastating, and everyone around her. Are you serious that you think cataract surgery that could blind people is of limited clinical value? Are you nuts? Are these people crazy? This is what you want? Are you crazy? Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious stuff here. This is real. Cataract surgery. Limited clinical value. Yeah, folks, that eyesight thing is way overrated. This is what's coming down the pipeline for the Bernie Sanders Medicare for all people. What a disgrace. Finally, another takeaway uh, from this piece, which is really wonderful. Again, I can't recommend it enough, and I hope you listen to it. This one involves massive vacancies by healthcare professionals who don't want to work in the United Kingdom. Quote, patients face long wait times and rationing of care because the NHS can't attract medical professionals to meet demand. At the end of 2018, they had more than 39,000 nursing spots unfilled. That's a vacancy rate of more than 10%. Among medical staff, nearly 9,000 posts were unoccupied. These shortages could explode in the years to come. In 2018, the Royal College of General Practitioners found that more than 750 practices could close within the next five years. What? What? Yeah. Why, Joe? Yeah. Because medical yeah. personnel who train their entire lives to earn an income are not in a free market system where their pay and their work schedules are to their mm -hmm. satisfaction because they're run by the government. So instead of being able to work out a deal as a nurse with your employer, the hospital, mm -hmm. and a pay package with the hospital, they have to work it out with the G, the government, which thinks eyesight is of limited critical value. And the Royal College of Surgeons thinks it's terrible that these nurses are paid their fair value. So the nurses throw up the double barrel middle finger and say, I'm not working here anymore. I'm not working 16 hours a day for crappy pay. No thanks, government, which deems eyesight of limited clinical value. No thank you. So unsurprisingly, they're leaving. Again, Joe, yeah. econ zero, 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 one. We're not paying people enough. So what are they doing? They're quitting. You know, Joe. Yeah. You and I work together. You work other places, but you work. Yeah. You know, when you and I worked out how this was going to work out, mm -hmm. you you we came to an agreement, right? You yeah. said I'll take this. I said we'll offer. That's how this works in the not with the G. If Joe worked for the government no. or with the government on a project, the G says, "Hey, here's what we're going to pay," and Joe's got to take it because the government has a monopoly on healthcare in the UK. Well, we and the nurses go, "No thanks, G for goodbye." Mm -hmm. G for goodbye. <laughs> I always say the G in case you all wonder where that's coming from. You're a G man, weren't you? When I worked in the government, everything is shortened. Everything is jargon in the Secret Service. Yeah. Everything. In law enforcement for that, everything's jargon. I, there's like code words they use for everything. I don't know why. I. It's just the way cops, law enforcement people, we are. It's, it's jargon yeah. everywhere, but... So with the, with the government car you were issued, they would call it the G. Like, yeah, ah, you taking home the G or the G ride? The G, that was, and it was just all, everybody knew what everybody was talking about. And if you weren't, outsiders listening, be like, the G, what the heck is he talking about? Are you getting in the, you getting in the G to go home? <laughs> so that's, that's where that comes from in case you all were curious. Okay. Uh, listen, I love this product. This is, um, check this out. 
you may be like, well, what's that? This is, you ever get mag thumb? You ever home loading your mags, you got magazines, you go, they're not clips, they're magazines. Only media people call them clips. Loading your magazines to go to the range, practice with your firearm, uh, and, and you, you know, loading them with the thumbs, you get the worst mag thumb ever. Not only that, it takes forever. You are wasting all of your range time loading mags. Mm. You need this. This is the ETS, uh, ETS uh, Elite Tactical Systems Loader. Go to loadmagsfast.com and pick this up. Use promo code DAN for free shipping. What does this do? This is so simple. This is the one for 45 caliber handguns. You take this side. You open up your box of ammunition. Slide this over the top. Put this in. Boom. Right in the magazine. Done. Done. Lickety split. What I did, that's the whole thing. No more mag thumb, no more wasted time. Your time at the range is valuable. Spending more time loading mags instead of shooting is not helping improve your accuracy and your thumbs will take a beating. You know what I'm talking about. There's a better way. I just showed you the ETS loader. This thing is fantastic. I found the solution. This thing's gotten me over mag thumb. This is the fastest loader ever made. It's incredibly fast. Seconds, you will be done loading your mags with ETS loader in seconds. You don't even have to touch the rounds, folks. Zip, push the plunger down, you're done. You think loading rounds one at a time is the way to go? It's not. The ETS speed loader save you time, save your body from all the abuse. Once you use it yourself, you'll never load the old-fashioned slow way again. This is the best $30 you will ever spend on shooting gear. Regardless of your experience, ETS loader is the easiest way to load mags and prevent the dreaded mag thumb. ETS makes a universal rifle loader and pistol loaders for 9mm, 40 caliber, 45, and 380. Check them out for yourself. Go to loadmagsfast.com. That's loadmagsfast.com and use promo code DAN for free shipping. This is an awesome product. Can't recommend it enough. And this just in. For firearms enthusiasts listening in from California, the longstanding magazine capacity law banning mags over 10 rounds was struck down last week by a federal judge. It's a big win for the Second Amendment law-abiding gun owners everywhere. ETS also makes durable and rugged translucent 30-round magazines for Glock, MP5, and AR-15. They're now shipping to California. Get yours today. I have those, and they connect, which is really uh, interesting. It makes them easier to, uh, to load and makes them easier to uh, store. Okay. Um, last story of the day, I wanted to go back to um, an older story I covered because it is a key theme of book number two, but it's also a key theme related to what I talked about with Biden uh, on Monday's show or Tuesday's show, excuse me, uh, Joe Biden and his now what looks like strong evidence of his collusion with the government of Ukraine to benefit his son. Evidence is in the Hill Report by John Solomon. What am I getting at? Book number two paints the dreadful Mueller probe, which I just eviscerated in this show, as an effort to keep the attention on the Trump team, despite knowing collusion with Russia wasn't real, because I believe they were hiding collusion with real entities. Joe Biden and the Obama administration with Ukraine and the Clinton team and their collusion with Russia. Right. Uh, there is a John Solomon story from the Hill. It is from 2017, but this is worth your time. I re-upped it in today's uh, show notes. The title is Bill Clinton sought State Department's permission to meet with Russian nuclear official during Obama uranium decision. I'm going to make this quick, but it's very, very important. You understand, understand, excuse me, understand the lead here. The collusion scandals are very real. They are just not the Trump one. Biden, Ukraine, Clinton, Russia. Bill Clinton, while his wife is in the State Department back in 2010, mm -hmm. there were emails uncovered in this piece that you need to read. I will put a couple of screenshots up of these emails. But these emails are devastating. Citizens United did a lot of work on that, Dave, Dave Bossie's group. The emails are requests from Bill Clinton's people. Bill, 
to State Department officials working for Hillary for Bill Clinton to go meet with two Russians. Ladies and gentlemen, these two Russians are key figures in what I believe is a massive collusion scandal that's getting ready to blow quickly. Hat tip, by the way, big hat tip to Peter Schweitzer's book, Clinton, uh, what is it, Clinton Collusion or Clinton Corruption. Uh, Peter Schweitzer, check out his book, it's fantastic. And John Solomon as well. I don't want to take credit for their work. Schweitzer's hat tipped in this John Solomon piece as well. But here's the first official, and we have this uh, screenshot from the Hill piece. So Bill Clinton's staff wants to meet with a guy named Arkady Dvorkovich, a top aide to then Russian president Dmitry Medvedev. What? What What do you mean? We're meeting with Russians now, Bill Clinton? So, and one of he's one of the highest ranking government officials to serve on Rosa Tom, remember that name, their board of supervisors. Mm -hmm. This was listed on a May 14, 2010 email as one of 15 Russians Bill Clinton wanted to meet with during a late June 2010 trip. Now, keep that up for a second. Keep in mind. This is an email in late. Uh, this is an email in May. Clinton's taken a trip in June of 2010. A month later, the Uranium One deal is approved. When October in 2010. So after this, Bill Clinton's staff is in an email asking to meet with a key Dmitry Medvedev confidant who sits on the board of the company Rosatom that wants to buy Uranium One. Nothing to see here, folks. Don't you worry. It goes on. In the context of a possible trip to Russia at the end of June, uh, WJC, William Jefferson Clinton, this is the email, is being asked to see the business government folks below. Would state have concerns about Clinton seeing any of these folks? Clinton Foundation Foreign Policy Advisor uh, Amitabh Desai wrote to the State Department. Folks, why am I even bringing this up? Because again, book number two, it just destroys this collusion myth. So let me be clear on this. The whole collusion, Russian collusion hoax is based on the fact that what? That Russians were in the United States and met with uh, Don Trump Jr. At, Russia, at, at, at that Trump Tower? That's their entire case. Hmm. Their entire case is that this was a suspicious meeting. The meeting, now the emails are all public. Nothing came of that meeting at all. We now know that everybody acknowledges that. Not only that, the people meeting with Don Trump Jr. are entrapping him. They're connected to Clinton people. It's a trap. So just to be clear, the left's whole premise, Don Trump met with Russians. Bill Clinton's people are in emails asking to meet with key Russian officials sitting on the board of a company trying to buy our uranium before Hillary sits on a board to approve the same exact sale. Are we serious? Are you leftist serious? Arkady Dvorkovich? The guy sat on the board of Rosatom. They're trying to buy uranium one to get access to our uranium supply. Months later, Hillary's State Department sits on a board that could have nixed this thing, and she says nothing. Tell me again how, folks, this is important, because your liberal friends will say, well, let me tie the whole show together. Now that collusion collapsed, and obstruction's going to collapse soon, too, despite all that's going on here and these, these, these hacks in the Mueller probe. It's going to turn to the Eric Swalwell line of attack, Joe. Well, it may not have been criminal conspiracy with the Russians, but these meetings with the Russians were suspicious. Okay, um, Eric, was the requested meeting with Arkady Dvorkovich, who sat on the board of Rosatom and is a confidant of the Russian president, was that requested meeting with Bill Clinton? Is that suspicious? Uh, we'll wait. I'll wait on your answer. We'll give him a little crickets. <laughs> Silence for a minute. 
Anything? Oh, you got nothing. Okay, uh, Eric, thank you. Thanks for your time. But there's another meeting. It doesn't just end there, folks. There's another meeting, a request for one. This one's even more devastating. They also sent an email, quote, the second person on the list that caught the attention was Russian businessman Victor Vexelberg. Oh, you've heard that on the show before. Two days after Hillary Clinton's visit to Russia, Vexelberg was named by Medvedev to oversee a new technology investment project called Skolkovo. Oh, boy. Designed to be Russia's new Silicon Valley, according to media reports. Hillary Clinton had directly discussed the Skolkovo project with Medvedev and state was whipping up support for it among U.S. companies, creating the appearance of a conflict. She even attended a major event with the Russians to promote the project. We want everyone to help because that's what I think it's everyone's interest to do. She was quoted as saying about the Skolkovo project. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Clinton is in an email asking to meet with Vexelberg. This guy is running Skolkovo, a Russian Silicon Valley project that is later determined by our intel officials to have been an attempt to steal sensitive technology for military use. Clinton is, Hillary's promoting the project. Companies going over there involved in Skolkovo donate to the Clinton Foundation. Bill wants to meet with the head of Skolkovo while Skolkovo is stealing our military technology. And you're telling me, Eric Swallow, well, I think the meetings with the Russians were suspicious. What about the Vexelberg meeting, Eric Shifty? What about Eric? Ch- what about Adam Shifty? Shift? Is that meeting suspicious? Or the request for it? What do I hear there? Joe, can you play that again? I heard something there. Play, play the again. I, uh, yeah, that's right. Crickets. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Armacost. <laughs> Key timing there. Crickets. Of course there's going to be crickets. So meetings with Russians at Trump Tower that produce no information and the Russians that show up, even though they're connected to Hillary, in an obvious entrapment of Donald Trump, but we know everything about the meeting about, that's evidence of collusion worthy of impeachment. But requests for meetings with a Russian sitting on a board of a company wants to buy our uranium while Hillary Clinton's on a board that approves it, that's not suspicious. And meetings for requests for meetings with Russians involved with a military project disguised as a commercial project Hillary supported and steals our military secrets, no worries at all. Don't you worry. Read the piece. It is in the show notes today. It is devastating. Devastating. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please, if you don't mind, again, pick up my book. It would mean the world to me. Exonerated, the failed takedown of Donald Trump by the swamp. We're going to have the cover out, hopefully, by Tuesday on Amazon. I think you're going to like it. Um, We're almost done with the book. It is, uh, I'm very proud of it. I think it will blow your mind even more than book one, Spygate. So please, uh, go pick that up today, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, YouTube youtube.com slash Bongino. Subscriptions have been through the roof. People have been watching the video as well as listening to it on audio on on iTunes and Google Podcasts. You can listen on Amazon uh, Alexa as well. We really appreciate it. Please subscribe. It boosts us uh, up the charts and it's all free. Thanks a lot, folks. We appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.